Hannah McQueen from Enable Me is here. Kia ora, Hannah. Good morning. It is a tumultuous time in the markets. Mm-hmm. And uh, inflation's at, what, 7%? And even if it's peaked, um, if you've got your investments um, conservatively positioned at the moment, there's a good chance you're not keeping up with inflation. So how do we keep a stomach for the risk so that we, at the very least, keep up with inflation? Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not sure that keeping up with inflation at 7% is the return that everyone needs over time. But right at this point... The issue when people invest is they don't tend to have much of a strategy, yeah. for Kiwis especially. So they, we tend to assess things by, well, what's your risk appetite? What's your comfort levels if things were to go up and down? And it's, it's a good starting point because you think, well, the thing with investing, it's not the time that you enter the market, it's your length of time in the market. So you're more likely to hold on if you can stomach the right. right? Yeah, That's yeah. Kind of, so we get that. But the problem with just looking at your risk appetite is that most people, when there is volatility, understandably, you want to take the least amount of risk. If anything, you just want to pause, (laughs) stick to the side for a bit, and and you'll come back in when things have settled down. So I understand that. But the problem is that when you're at least planning for retirement, it's not so much your risk appetite, what you can stomach, it's the risk that you need to take to get the returns you need to have the retirement you need. (laughs) And that's slightly different because... If your risk appetite is to do something conservative, but your uh, retirement plan requires you to do something more balanced, so a little riskier, unless you know that and the implications of not doing it, you feel that just keeping it risk adverse is the right thing for you when it could be the very wrong thing for your situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, eh? Because it's... It's kind of counterintuitive, you know, when we hit a bit of a yeah. bump in the road and, you know, the markets are down, the housing market's quite a bit down on where it was 18 months ago, might have a wee way still to go. Um, the, the natural kind of human reaction is to be like a turtle in its shell. Exactly. And, and you want to pause and you're like, I'll come back to this in a little bit. Yeah. And I think there's, there's two things that you've really got to understand with that. Firstly, don't look at stock or housing performance or any investment on a day-to-day basis. You, you have to pan out. Because I don't know what, for example, the property market's going to do tomorrow or next month. And mm. anyone who tells you they know, they're lying. So you yeah. stop listening to them. But what we do know is that over time, it's going to go up in value. And it's the same for the share market. So I think the first thing is we've got to pan out <laughs> instead of just getting so fixated on the, these little movements which seem crazy and extreme, instead of just fixating on that, let's just take a step back because inflation will correct itself, the share market will correct itself, and the housing market will correct itself. Hmm. So we've got to have a plan that allows for that. Now, of course, you can make some tactical uh, adjustments in response to inflation, so things that uh, that might try and offset that is you might expose yourself to more of a growth asset strategy rather than a defensive asset strategy. So you get some of that upward swing when the market's correct. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Or uh, another way that you could de-risk or it's to some of the inflation would be to use leverage or to uh, get a mortgage on a property because the idea is that inflation reduces the value of money over time well, it's pretty handy for your mortgage to have reduced in value over time for you doing nothing. So there are some things that you absolutely can do to um, go toe-to-toe with inflation. But if your overarching strategy hasn't even acknowledged the risk you need to take and is driven entirely by the risk you think you can stomach, 
you, you have to start there. Yeah. And unless we actually solve the problem and get a strategy that's comprehensive enough, you are going to feel battered around by some of these movements on a day-to-day basis. But if you've got the right strategy, you can weather those storms because you know why you're there and the impact if you weren't. Are you one of these people who thinks that maybe being able to access our KiwiSaver every day just with the stroke of a couple of buttons on your smartphone maybe isn't a good thing? <laughs> well, I think that... I'm I'm one of these people that is planning. Yeah. <laughs> so for some people, that actually could be a good thing to be able to take your KiwiSaver out and to invest it instead of waiting until you're 65. Yeah. That actually would be a good thing, and that's what they do in Australia, and I like that. But there are other people. I'm thinking you should never be allowed access to your KiwiSaver yeah. because you're you're your own problem. <laughs> and so it, I think there has to be probably some um, self awareness around that. Yeah. But, I think until people have got the right behaviours, it would be risky. But if you've got the right behaviours, being able to access that money for investment purposes would be pretty handy for a lot of people. Hard out. Thanks, Hannah. That is Hannah McQueen from Enable Me. You can find her at enable.me.